rather have roses on my table than diamonds on my neck. Emma Goldman. Sue Swartz lives in Bloomington, where she creates art, both written and visual, prays, plays, loves, and tries to make the world a more just place. She was a 2009 Indiana Arts Commission Award recipient, and her poetry was nominated for a Pushcart Prize in 2010. She never has enough time. Welcome to The Poet's Weave. I'm Romaine Rubinus-Dorsey. The mathematician explains Epsilon to his daughter. What separates those of us who can from those who can't do mathematics is Epsilon. Its curved corners balance like a rocking chair, swaying like an old woman with a basket on her head. Her footsteps, a seamless path between there and there. What a pleasing equation it is, this two and two and two. But let your destination be zero and your route ever shifting, so no matter how close you get, you might as well be a million miles away, though nearer and nearer to zero, you never arrive. The razor-thin differences pile up, your mind pushing against impossibility. How much more can stand in your way? That is the romance of Epsilon, why I picked up pencil and paper in the weeks after the girl left me, logarithmic elegance rescuing me as she had once rescued me. Blinded by the immediacy of my yearning, her arms around my waist, I didn't see the end, didn't notice weeks when her gaze clouded, excuses denser and denser until they formed a coherent whole. The truth, sweetheart, is that we all live on the line, but don't recognize the signposts. Imagine our trajectory sure as the horizon, so when we are close enough to zero to see its shadow, still we fail to calculate the slicing of the present into its infinite futures. For now, even now the woman is balancing a basket on her head. The chair is rocking without its owner, and that girl is leaving me, will always be leaving me, in the space between what is and what might have been. The Line Alexander Solzhenitsyn famously said, The line dividing good and evil runs through the heart of every human being, which puts me in mind of Moses, his arm poised to call forth a murderous squall. The heart may suffer the line, but the hand suffers the act. The heart may poo-poo its inherent split, but the hand must pause mid-air, consider whether or not to push the button. You must go on, Stanley Milgram reproached the hesitant in his experiments. You have no choice, and they would bend before his stark authority, punish an anonymous unknown with escalating vaults. Despite pounding, despite pleading, despite shouts of pain and the silence following, two-thirds of them gave in. Later, many would say they were grateful for the fleeting glimpse of I and I, the God and human within. Later, Moses would say, I was caught up in the thrill of the moment. And the hand, the hand persists in its forward motion, even as the sky rebuffs its bloody embrace. In Search Of An homo erectus out of Africa, out of the Levant, out of everywhere known, across the Pacific on a highway of kelp, tracking woolly mammoth through the Bering Straits, from Mississippi when boll weevil and killing floods, through tunnels and sagebrush, house to house in the Freedom Night, from Belarus to Demona, Laos to L.A., to Miami on a wooden boat, across the border in a pickup truck on the Devil's Path, when gold dust in open harbors, from Petra to Basra, Aqaba, to the Indus Valley with cinnamon and silk, from the Texas panhandle to Sacramento, when poverty and dust, when the potatoes ran out, 
when kidnappers and kings, when transnational corporations and the changing tempo of war, when something unimagined, when something unsayable, when the deafening pulse called to ourselves, we went in search of. You've been listening to the poetry of Sue Swartz on The Poet's Weave. I'm Romaine Rubinus-Dorsey.